All right. Hey there, Patty Dominguez here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Positioning to Profit podcast. It's episode 94, and I'm so excited. Why am I excited? I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm excited. Okay. So I was checking out the episode count, and then I went to Apple and I see that somebody left me a beautiful review on April the 14th, which hello, it's already the 27th, but mea culpa. So Shanda123581 left a five-star review saying, this podcast is so light and fun, yet the content is as meaty as anything I've come across. Patty's so generous and what she shares, and she always leaves you with a nugget you can apply right away and get results. Thanks so much for this outstanding show. Shanda, you literally made my day. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's listening. Somebody's listening to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love the comments. I love the social shout outs. But when you all take the time to leave a review, because I know Apple doesn't make it easy, it literally lights me up. So Shanda, thank you so much for taking the time. I do not take it lightly. You could have done other things, and yet you decided to leave that. I am so grateful to you. Uh, So thank you for that. Okay, yay with the show. So today I have Marilyn Rosano helping me to entertain you. And she is sharing all about her business, what she does, how unconventional she is, how absolutely different she is. And she celebrates it and she owns it. And that's what I love about her so much is that she's unabashedly herself. And what she brings to the table is something that I think is important because she's zagging when everybody else is zigging. So she has a membership and she does uh, home cooking and organization. And she just has this beautiful witty way about her that she's really shining a light. And I'm so excited to introduce her way of being to you. Now, this is an explicit rating because she drops a lot of F-bombs and swear words and I'm here for it. So if you have kids in the car, don't play this episode. Just wait till you're on the treadmill, sis, or out for your walk or what have you, because yeah, that's Marilyn and she's unapologetically bringing it to you. So, and I, and again, I'm here for it. I celebrate it. I think there's something for everybody in this episode, which is really awesome. Okay. And with that, the name of this episode is how to be different, how to own your different. And this is going to hopefully open some perspective on celebrating more of what makes you you. I know I sound like Dr. Seuss, but that's what it's at. That's where it's at. That's how you build a brand that is memorable. So with that, let's get on with the show. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. All right, Marilyn Rosano, welcome to the Positioning to Profit podcast. And as I was screaming, I was like, let's hit the record button because (laughs) we got to get going. Otherwise, we go into our, we spin into conversation. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey. I am here. 
And I feel like I'm rocking um, Newsmeter Sally at the top with Fran Drescher and at the bottom, Complete Hobo. So... <laughs> And we were talking about how, like, I'm like, what time is it by you in Australia? Because I'm like, (laughs) I'm fully awake. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, oh, it's six in the morning. I was like, good Lord, (laughs) I commend you first and foremost, because I ain't doing that, sister, not to get out of a podcast. So congrats. Thank you for being here is what I really want to get to. Thank you. And anyone with little kids knows feels my pain. So we are here. I remember those days. Um, (laughs) All right. So I love the brand that you're developing with the Woo and Food. And I'd love for you to share with the millions of listeners that I have, because this is the <laughs> the millions of visitors, like give us your three minute story about your background and how you came to be where you are now with the Woo and Food. Oh, do we have two hours? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, having such a multicultural background, food has always been, I don't know, the thing and the key that brings everyone together. It's just that passion. I mean, obviously I came from a traditional family where mum, you know, was at home and cooked, but I feel like it's getting lost a little bit nowadays in that fast-paced environment. And I just really wanted to bring that spark back because a lot of people that I help and follow me, they don't actually hate cooking. They love it, but they're just really caught up with the day-to-day hustle and the grind And they just don't know what to cook every night. And they just feel like they're just cooking the same shit every day or every week. And they're just over it. And they're just like, we need that spark. We need that spark pack. And that's where the woo, meaning, you know, to spark that passion for me to entice you to bring that back into your families, your tables, your homes. And yeah, that's where, that's that's the vision that I have for the podcast and my business. So did you start out as a at home Um, cook or do you have culinary background? How did you kind of get into this space? I was naturally gifted. I was born this way. (laughs) Yeah. And that's good. Actually, I, (laughs) I honestly, I'd always been that type of person that just never measured. And I think that that's an indication when you kind of know your shit, right? Like you Mm. never use the measuring cup and nailed it. And it's funny, have you ever made like, um, a recipe and you're like, damn girl, I'm so good. I'm like made the right amount. It's just Mm -hmm. something that's naturally gifted to you, but never really thought that, you know what I mean? You just think, oh, everyone can do this. Everyone, but no, no, no. And it's not until like, obviously I grew up, moved out, people came over. They're like, how did you freaking cook all this? Like, how did you, did you actually, I think the first time I realized it is when I put a massive, amazing paella on the table in front of friends Mm. and they're like, what the fuck? Were they blown you know? away? Oh, yeah. it's the best. It's life. And it was just really, I don't know, just that feeling that you have when you have friends around the table, enjoying a meal, having a glass of wine, talking shit, you know, it's just the memories of air. And that's what I loved. But so I, I don't know if you know about this about me, but I was a pediatric nurse. Did you know that? What? You yes. around children? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, because you're a mom, but oh my God, really? Well, and and so that really says a lot about, because I watch you in our group in Prolific Cafe and like how, and I don't mean this as an insult, by the way, like you're very methodical about the way that you organize stuff. And I really commend you. You have a very special gift to kind of deconstruct things. And I think that is literally something that I'm sure that you parlay into what you're doing and with woo with food. And I couldn't agree more. It's like 
there's specific dishes that I make that my husband then says to me, how did you make it? You know, how much did you put? I'm like, there's no cookbook here. I'm not Paula Dean. I'm just, you know, I'm winging it. And it's a hundred percent coming from out of love when I want to cook. That's my thing. But I see that in you. I see that, that like the methodical calculated way. Time management. Totally. Like delegation. You're so good at that. You're so yeah, good at that. That definitely taught me that in a very, very good way. Just sort of like, right, we have this, let's get it done. Let's fix the problem. What can we do? Put this first change. And definitely, I think that's the thing. I've brought the organization from my training or background into my monthly subscription in meal planning. And that's what, that's the key. Because yes, it is amazing food, but it's the time. It's the time mm-hmm. and organization. Yeah. And forward thinking. That's what I'm really thinking. And as I'm hearing you and you're talking about these things, well, one thing that you said is like, okay, your cultural background, right? Like connecting over food. Now I'm a Latina and oh my God, food is every <laughs> like food is, of course, you know, Life. I have food issues because like food is so emotional, right? It's such an express for me, my culture, it's such an expression of love. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. This is my make or whatever. And it could be a soup that I make. And again, going back to my husband, he'll make the same thing. It's not the same. It's not the same because my kids will say, yeah, my kids will say, oh my, the way you make it is just so different. Like you can taste the love. So do you infuse that? Do you infuse like the cultural aspects of your upbringing? And tell me again, which, what um, is your cultural (laughs) upbringing? Yeah. So I definitely, and that's, that's really funny you asked that because my girlfriend's like, what are you? Because when I look at your recipe, (laughs) you do a lot of things. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. do you know what it is? Uh, Again, we're obviously you guys broke no by now my accent. I'm Australian. So super Mm -hmm. multicultural here. But my dad is from Syria, Mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, in the Middle East um, from Halab, Aleppo. You probably heard about it on the news Mm -hmm. and stuff. And that is probably the food central of the Middle East. Other people will tell you otherwise, but it's not the truth. It it is. Okay. And then my mom is from Venezuela. She's Venezolana. Yeah. And so I definitely have a flavor from both worlds, but my husband is Italian. Oh so, my God. You have this beautiful blend. I mean, your kids are probably so gorgeous. They are chalk and cheese. Yeah. Um, don't be fooled, yeah. but um, they are rascals, but beautiful. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they are, and they love, <clears throat> I think I bring a lot of spices. And it's funny because when I'm doing my planner every month and I give the shopping list, the spice list is like literally 30. <laughs> I do. I have a whole spice and I just bring that into every meal. And I know that like my husband, the Italians are very, very simple with the way that they cook some, some dishes. And I'm just there like adding shit and adding shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking simpler, but I'm like, that's just me. I'm just Mm -hmm. all about flavor and just adding stuff like a little sort of good witch adding all her potions into a pot but essentially that's what it's like and you just think it pains me though to have to sit there and measure I'm like damn it (laughs) you have to relay it back to your yeah back to the members the one funny thing um you posted the other day on social and it kind of went viral is where you're like who fucking asked for one (laughs) clove of garlic in a recipe right and I was like you know what you're right because I literally garlic Garlic, because um, just from a homeopathic standpoint, garlic is mm-hmm. literally the is better than a flu shot. It keeps your immune system super healthy. So we put in oodles of garlic and like I yes. love garlic, you know. So yeah. when you posted that, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> totally agree. Couldn't agree more. 
And then you had other people commenting as well. And so it's where you're standing for something. And I want to relay this as something that you you did naturally in your marketing is that you're standing for something. And you're yes. like, you're okay to be polarizing in your commentary about food and about woo. And as you can tell, like your brand personality is so unique. Like you're unapologetically brash yeah. and you can be- Zero polarizing. Fox. Right. But you infuse it with such love. Um, and I just love your authenticity. So there's so much depth to your brand and what it is that you're doing. I definitely, and um, I want to subscribe to your newsletter, by the way, but the one thing I do want to say is in terms of like helping people to bring that celebratory aspect of food, sharing, emotion, bonding is so beautiful. So I love that. And I hope hopefully you're playing more into that because I think that's beautiful. So please tell me you're infusing that. And then the other side of it, it just being like this melting pot of exploratory adventure, right? Where you're like, because you have such a beautiful background and the Italian, well, Italian with your husband and like the Latin American and the Syrian, it's just like this amazing melting pot. So you have so many leverageable points that I'm assuming you're incorporating that. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And marketing and stuff. And exactly. And I think that's where I show a lot of behind the scenes um, on me, the real life, but it speaks in my recipes and the way that mm. I cook. And that's what I really wanted to give people a taste of sort of that culinary background throughout the week you know, it's a Mediterranean diet. I don't do this bullshit like fucking no carbs or no this. And that's cool. Yeah. That's everyone for their own. But right. I, I mean, that would like kill my life and cheese. But I really take people on that experience because I infuse it into the recipes that I cook. So sometimes you will get a Turkish inspired dish, right? And sometimes you will get empanadas or sometimes mm. you'll get you know, a traditional Italian sausage ragu. It just really, really depends. And it's that flow and it's never a dull moment in the whole week. Because I feel like a lot of people will just half-ass their kind of meals just to be easy. And I always say, and like I said with my personality, I'm a fuck jar sauce person. And what I mean by that is going down that aisle where it's all that pre-made shit full of crap. I I take the piss out of it on my platform because cooking from scratch doesn't have to be hard. It's really the organization and the forward thinking that makes it easy. And that's what I want to bring to it. And my humor, I love that about you. And I always, I came to you, I think, and I was like, Patty, I feel like I'm just funny, but are people going to really like take me serious? And you're like, oh my God, don't be so silly. But it's right with the right marketing that, you know, you've taught me. It's really about infusing that pain point in a funny way or that likability or relatability in my humorous way, but then coming up with a resolution to it as well. I love it. And I, I almost see you as just unapologetically exploratory if that makes any sense whatsoever, because like you are who you are and then you're yep. exploring flavors and fun and it's just so amazing. I love it. I love what you're doing. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the woo and food in terms of the membership. How did you come up with it? What were you thinking of um, as alternatives and kind of how you got to where you are? Well, the woman food actually came to me as a download, which if anyone, you know, does hypno and meditation, it just which just make basically means like a thought, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it made no freaking sense. This was months ago, but I kind of am similar to you. I kind of write these thoughts and journals down. 
I was like, what the hell, where did that come from? I don't even know what that means. But then as I started obviously with your membership and I was like, I think on the first call, you're like, why are you doing eBooks? Why don't you do a subscription? I was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. Um, so I did that. And that's actually my Cucina monthly planner. And from that, I was like, I really would love to do a podcast where I kind of delve into it, delve into talking about, you know, obviously the food, but obviously the pain points that my customers um, share. And I just love how I can express myself and bring people onto the platform and just talk about different perspectives and how we're just living in that fast-paced world, but just kind of honing in that traditional and cooking from scratch philosophy. Hmm. And I think this was one of the things that, because it's come up with a couple of the, the members in our group where people think they're, okay, let me sell the one thing. But the fact of the matter is by having that continuity, which you know, I'm really bullish about, like mm-hmm. we have to build these sustainable businesses. And if you're able to infuse your, the marketing that you're doing and being consistent with the messaging in terms of what you stand for, what you stand for, uh, putting in stories and exploring and this and that people are innately going to want more of that. So even before we started the podcast, I'm like, listen, I'm hitting the explicit button. I know, (laughs) I know what you're all about. And you're like, yeah, I was kind of thinking and commenting, commenting to so-and-so. And And I'm like, no, be yourself. Cause that's the best way. Yeah. The best way to be. And so the idea here is that by building that crave, um, the crave into your marketing and you're doing that so well, just by being you, just by being exploratory, but at the same time, you help people people have more organization and you make their lives better. So it's this great combination of like your brand archetypes. If I were to say like, you're like the jester and the sage, right? Like the sage that is like, you have this deep knowledge of, of through um, all of these experiences that you have amassed, but then you're the jester. And the one thing I will say is like, make sure to always have those touch points in your marketing, never compromising. So, and I say this for everybody that is listening to the podcast, it's like, I get it. Like not, we're not for everybody. So, all right. We are about halfway through with this episode of the Positioning to Profit podcast. And I wanted to stop by with a share that I'm really excited about. Now, the fact that you're here means that you're probably looking for help with your marketing. I mean, let's face it. Most of the marketing tips and the buzzwords that you hear out in the marketplace center around tactics that small business owners can employ. The problem with that is that there's a whole lot of tactics out there, but not a whole lot of strategy. And that's where I come in. I help coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs position themselves for profit. It won't cost you millions of dollars like the bid brands, but it will cost you some time. And in this special book that I put together, you can find it over at positioningguide.com, positioningguide.com. I go into the essentials of positioning to profit, which is a guide that I put together for coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs struggling to stand out. So head on over to positioningguide.com and grab a copy for yourself. All right, let's get back to the show. For example... If you're going to be on a podcast and they were like, we're super conservative and there's no swearing, it's not a fit, right? It's not on brand. So I just want to point that out because honoring your brand and who and what you stand for is really important because otherwise people on the receiving end, your followers, they wouldn't be on that podcast anyway, right? Because we were talking exactly. about that. And yeah. I think also if someone is sitting there and thinking, 
oh my God, I'm really stuck. I'm really stuck in how to write my copy. If you guys read my newsletter, you will literally hear my fucking voice say it as it is. <laughs> like it's actually a conversation because I'm like, yeah. hey, fuck me, you know, walking down the aisle. I don't know what the hell to cook. Like it's literally me. And when you know, this comes from probably a bit of clarity in knowing obviously your message, having clarity on how you want to help people. Yeah. And a lot of people are probably a bit like, oh, a bit limiting on their beliefs and how they can help. Once you know your personality, once well, we all know our personality and be okay with it. I don't give mm-hmm. a shit. And when you start changing and I'm very much, I know my pain points. I know the words I'm always repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating them. I've even basically used flustered hot mess, which now people, when they hear that word and I use it in my copy, it's automatically bringing all those other words, the pain point words of the, you know, brain fog and confusion and overwhelm when they hear that word through my copy all the time, along with just my realness of it. But then also the humor and when they read it, it's like an extension of me. And one day when I have my gnocchi cooking classes (laughs) and people meet me for real, it's me. It's literally me. I've had people meet me and they're like, oh my God, it's so you. And I spoke, I spoke to you about this as well, about my plan. And I was like, you know, I really didn't want to overwhelm people and give a whole month worth of recipes every month because A, it's overwhelming. B, when you're forming new habits and you are, you know, changing things, you're going to, you don't want to be overwhelmed. You want to have those small steps, those small change, small wins, call them. Mm-hmm. And also like who's going to fucking cook a whole or shop a whole month of res- recipes or ingredients and leave it in the fucking fridge. And then you got limp herbs. It's just not me. I cook Mm -hmm. the way that I cook. I shop weekly and that's what I'm going to give to people. That's what I'm going to give. I'm not going to give anything any way, any other way than what I do. And that's what people have to remember. Just be you, talk you. Don't worry about the fluffiness, like in your bio, be straight to the point. Don't be like, oh, I help unicorns poo glitter and like, (laughs) what the fuck? It's like every wellness coast. I make you feel great. Great. How? How do you make me feel fucking good? Tell me. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because you just, it's like, right. In the 8 billion people in the world, like there's this little microcosm that are your true fans. And these are the people that are going to follow you. And they love that you throw the F-bombs all the time. Like it's just on (laughs) brand. And so that's, what's really important for you. So tell me, okay. So what has not worked well in the past as it relates to the marketing that you've done? probably the inconsistency. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, Inconsistent, meaning I didn't have a clear message. I didn't, I felt like I wanted to um, help everyone. And um, in return, I was attracting everyone, but I wasn't making money because essentially you can't help everyone, you know? And I was coming across very inspirational, And that's what happens because you're attracting a lot of people, but they're the wrong people. And when you're a bit fluffy, it just comes off inspirational. And also, I just do want to touch point on this. I think what happens is a lot of the time we are our avatar, meaning we had, we were where our avatar clients are, and we created a system, a method, a way, and are where we are today, right? So we want to help those people. But the problem is we don't talk to them from where they're at. We talk to them from where we're at. And so what comes off as either intimidating or inspirational or 
like it is good to show your transformation, but also you need to meet someone where they're at and bring them and help them hold their hand to walk them over that bridge. And so I used to always be like showing my recipes and being like, look at this, look at this. And then, you know what, I'm speaking to a lady who is juggling everything and being like, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, great. You cook gnocchi from scratch. I'm over here with, you know, tuna corn and pot and coffee and I don't know what to freaking make with it. So it's really about talking to them from where they're at. And that's where Mm -hmm. I kind of probably, I would say stuffed up a little bit that it just rubbed off inspirational. And then what happened, I tried to overcompensate without me knowing, right? This is just all upon reflection. I overcompensated by what? By giving more recipes. And that's a lot of the time what happens. We try to give more and give more and give more because at the end of the day, you're a tadpole in a pond. You're not even a tadpole. You're a fetus in a tadpole in a pond. So yeah. it literally, you are that. And so you kind of go not to desperation. I will say that word, but you kind of go like, have more, have more. I promise that I can do more. But at the end of the day, people like can go on fucking Pinterest and get 20 recipes. Does it mean they're going to cook it? No. Does it mean that they're going to cook your recipes? No. It just means that you're overwhelming and you're just burning yourself out by just trying to give more, 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 but they're not getting the wins and therefore they're not going to pay you or opt into your offer because they haven't felt that transformation. So good. And the important thing is like more is not better, keeping it simple. Um, And and the whole thing, what if you did two of them? Okay. And I'm being arbitrary because I don't know how many you have in your newsletter, but the two of them are rooted in some kind of storytelling, entertainment, and that kind of thing. And you're educating a little bit. Like when was the last time like you bought it, like a little bottle of azafran, right? Azafran Mm -hmm. is the thing you put on paella and it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I've never really played around with that spice, you know? And then you kind of go into Mm -hmm. a little bit of that and be daring. Here's how to use it. This is what the flavors are. So it's like educational, entertaining, storytelling, all of the things. And it it didn't have anything to do with having you know, 20 recipes and you're just throwing it out there. And that's the, the former is going to engage people more than the 20 recipes to your point. And I think it's about really being intentional. And I always say this because I mm-hmm. I am very intentional with my posting strategy. So I kind of pick a topic a week. So for example, right, my cookbook, it's a two ingredient dough. It's a best fucking time hack ever, right? It's two ingredients, takes 10 minutes maximum. You'll never buy a shitty pizza base or a shitty takeout pizza again. The thing is I will do a podcast episode, but then throughout the week, like you said, my value to my followers, to my email list or whatever, it's really about educational. It's like, okay, great. What can we do with it? Why is it good? It's a time hack. It's a time saver. What are the variations we can cook? I don't have to stand there and have to grind on a live and cook every fucking day and show you, right? It's really just, and that's how you incorporate your humor. You're bringing value to other people in other ways, but also you're being consistent. So if I'm doing that one thing, that one topic, whether it's a pizza dough or whether it's garlic for the week, right? We did that garlic. I showed you what, you know, A, I'm bringing humor about garlic. B, I'm showing you how you're getting a taste of how I cook. So if you are a one clove garlic person, 
don't even bother. But <laughs> then I'm showing you, then I'm showing you, all right, I put it into a pasta. You can also make a spread from this. This is a supplier. This is where I kind of get the importance. I'm educating you on not buying that rubbish bleached shit in a net for three fucking dollars. Mm. Buy good quality, you know? So it's really about being consistent with your post, being on brand, being like having one topic or one theme a week so that people can really build that no like trust that you bang on about in your membership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause people, yeah, they have to, and plus, especially if there's cooks out there that are like, Oh, I've never tried this. And then they're, they mm-hmm. may be apprehensive and you're, you're in essence giving them permission to be exploratory. I keep going to exploratory with you because that's what mm-hmm. I feel that it, that it's, um, that what's part of your brand as well. All right, l- let's transition over. So give, um, tell me, cause I loved like declaring, I love declarations. What is your vision for where you want to take, um, your brand and the membership? Yeah. Um, I definitely want to do my cooking classes, my gnocchi cooking classes. I love gnocchi. I mean, I love pasta, but for the life of me, I'm not a pasta guru um, making it from scratch. I'm a bit rusty there, but I really want to bring people together. And I think COVID knocked me around a little bit because I always had that vision of physical cooking classes because I love the fact that people can come together and it's similar to, and I, I know this sounds a little bit but networking, but it is because you're bringing people together that are like-minded, that are enjoying, you know, um, cooking. It's a time for them. It's time away. It's having a laugh, having a drink. And I really just want to bring that together because a lot of the time I kind of thought, I mean, I probably will do part of it online, but it's not the same. And I think COVID taught us that we do need that human connection still. Oh my gosh, so totally. definitely, definitely bringing people together. Cause you know what? A lot of the time you think, Hey, I just want to get the fuck out of the house. I just want to get out. And even though you have friends, family, like my close friends don't enjoy cooking as much as I do. So for me to go out, you know, even if it is with a friend to have a laugh, have a drink, it gets your mind away from it. It's like food therapy. And it's a form of kind of meditation if you think about it, mm-hmm. because your mind is being silenced from all the other bullshit that's going on. Mm-hmm. And if I can bring you together, make you fucking laugh, take a doggy bag home of gnocchi to then forward that energy onto you and your families. I mean, how fucking amazing would that be? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, that's my vision as well as obviously cookbooks and, you know, yeah, that's what I really I want to do. It. I love it. And a cooking okay, planner. Some, a cooking planner. Oh, <laughs> the cooking planner is such a good idea, right? Like it yeah. just, yeah, that's a really good idea. Okay. When and where are you the happiest? Ooh, definitely in the kitchen, but not with the kids under my feet. But <laughs> mom. <laughs> All right. And, <laughs> so funny. Uh, which, ta- which talent would you most like to have? Oh, singing. Singing. Mm, That's a good one. Suck at it. Kids used to cry when I used to sing. They'd be like, I know. What? Was it that bad? It's a good one. Uh, What is your greatest extravagance? Oh, what do you mean by that? Give me an example. Just like kind of like an indulgent purchase or something that you splurge on. (sighs) Mm, Massage. I know. I love massages. That's a good answer. Uh, what trait do you most deplore in yourself? My humor. (laughs) 
what? Because <laughs> you're the best part of yourself. Oh, oh. oh, sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. Um, probably my, you know what it is actually? My shiny object syndrome, ADHD brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I, yeah, I kind of get sidetracked a little bit here and there. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. that's really cool. Okay. Yep. Let's go. No, no. Go back to line. <laughs> And what trait do you most deplore in others? (laughs) Ooh, the discipline. Really? Right. Mm -hmm. Because you wish you had that level of discipline? Oh, interesting. All right. Now, um, person, place, or thing, what are three things that inspire you? Person, I would say... A few people, actually. Obviously, you. Um, oh. <laughs> so cheesy. Um, I love Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. I love Angie Lee. Mm-hmm. And I love George Bryan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're all cutthroat niche um, and copy experts. Place, oh, my God. Place would definitely be travelling overseas. Mm-hmm. And thing, hmm, Probably just getting together with family and friends. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Basically. Oh, Marilyn Rosano, you're so amazing. Do me a favor <laughs> and let everybody know how people can connect with you uh, and find out more about The Wound Food. All right. So obviously I have the podcast, The Women Food, that can be found on all the podcast platforms. Um, you can also join my free Facebook group and community. It's, you know, The Women Food. You can, you know, find that on Facebook, Instagram at rosanos.casa. Um, follow me along there. Um, you can also go to my website that Patty hyperventilated when she looked at um, <laughs> www.rosanos.casa.com. She was like literally like... <sighs> Okay, um, where do we start? Just burn the fucking website. (laughs) Well, we're going to be working on it next, y'all, because I'm all about imperfect action. I'm like, because here's the thing. Most people will sit there and be like, I'm going to work on my website. I'm like, no, get your offers out. Mm. Like, don't worry about the website. But now we're on Mm. the website. So we need to get on the website because (laughs) if somebody were to listen to this podcast and they they get a sense for who you are, what you stand for, and then you go on the website, you're like, "Um, am I in the right place? because this does not match up to what I was just hearing right now. So we're going to be working on the website, y'all. Um, I okay. fix it a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Position to Profit show. Uh, I so appreciate you. I love what you're all about, your brand, how you stand up for what you believe in. And I'm just, it's such an honor to be a part of your journey. So thank you so much, Marilyn. Doing a shimmy. I'm doing a shimmy. <laughs> Shimmy, y'all. With my squeaky chair in the background. I'm not farting, I promise. <laughs> You're so funny. All right, John. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Patty. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them and use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can (laughs) search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.